for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to Live from the Pit. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're sitting here with Annie Davis from Trashy Annie, just down the road a little bit, down in Austin. Uh, how's it going today? It's going great. How are you, Tom? Doing well. Doing well. Just uh, kind of trying to avoid this Texas heat, but I'm not telling you yep. anything you don't know. So right. ex- excited to have you on. It, it, it was kind of a weird fate thing that just kind of happened. You uh, happened to message on one of my posts randomly on Facebook. And I asked if you wanted to do this, it it just kind of worked out. So I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you're based out of Austin now, but you were born in Texas um, and grew up in Oregon, you said, correct? Yep. And then moved back down here in the end of 2011 and got into music uh, during the pandemic. So I've okay. been down in Texas for, yeah, 10, 12 years, something like that. Cool, cool. And so you did you, you got in straight during the pandemic or was music like something there uh, that well, was there beforehand? It, so I played trumpet. I taught myself to play trumpet as a kid. So I grew up on welfare and food stamps and mm-hmm. super poor. And I was like, there's going to be no money for college. I need a skill. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to start playing the trumpet. I borrowed a trumpet from my elementary school and just, I fell in love with music and ended up putting myself through college on trumpet scholarship and then got out of music for a number of reasons back in my early twenties, early mid twenties. And then just hadn't had, I went off and did a whole nother career path and started a company and did all of this other stuff. And then in, during the pandemic, right before the pandemic, actually, uh, decided I wanted to learn how to play drums. I was like, I'd always wanted to learn drums and I hadn't picked up a, an instrument in so long. And I just remembered how much I missed it and how much I loved music. So I bought myself a drum kit and I started playing. And then, uh, and then I bought a guitar cause I thought, Oh, I want to, I want to learn how to write a song, you know, just yeah. one song. And I'd never sung in front of anybody or anything. I was terrified of the idea. I was like, this is, this is just a sort of self-empowerment thing. So bought a guitar and then the pandemic hit. And so I started writing and ended up holding myself up in my studio because I ended up loving the songwriting process and everything that came with it. And so that's how I got back into music. Nice. And was it straight, was the project Trashy Annie from the start or how does Trashy Annie kind of come into play? Uh, funny story about that. So I, uh, when I picked up that guitar for the first time, mm-hmm. And I decided I wanted to check this box and get over this fear of the idea of singing in front of anybody and just do one open mic. I Mm -hmm. wanted to do a song that I wrote at an open mic and check that box and, you know, move on with my life. Well, so I wrote a tune with all this, with the one chord that I could play on the guitar. So it was all a one chord song and I was super proud of it. And I went out and I did it at an open mic and I didn't die and no tomatoes came flying at my head. Like it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. And I thought, wow, I really love songwriting. So then I sort of went down the rabbit hole like we do, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to learn about 
how do you produce a song? How does one even put a song on Spotify? Like what even is that whole world? So I took that song into the studio, learned how to produce it, um, learned how to do all that stuff, got it out into the world, was super proud of it. Pandemic was in full, full blown craziness at this point. So I, I wanted to make a music video and I'd never done that either. So I was like, I don't really know how people do this. I'd never had a YouTube channel or anything like that. So I got my iPhone out and I started, you know, filming myself out in my little country, country road out in Gonzales, Texas. And um, I made my own music video and I was really proud of it. Oh, no. One of the very first comments I got was this woman getting on there saying, talking about my clothes being too young for me. And it kind of broke my heart for like 10 minutes. And then I came back out of that hole and I thought, what in the world? You know, why are people being so judgy and horrible to each other? And so I decided to name the band Trashy Annie because if people were going to call me trashy for the clothes that I wear on stage, so be it. And that's that's the story. And so I'm 47 years old. And yeah, I started a rock band at 44, you know, <laughs> but who gives a shit, right? Like this, yeah. is, we have this one life, do what you want to do, no matter what your age is or anything else or what anybody else has to say about it. So yeah, that's where the band name came from. And, and I'm, I'm really proud of it because it sort of defines what I represent as a, as a human being. <laughs> Just be yourself, do your yeah. thing. For sure, for sure. That's one thing I really respect about everything that you're doing, like everything that you're doing right now, all the music is you're very unapologetically you. Like even in the in the brief conversations we had, it's like there there's a level of authenticity that's coming from you as a person, you as a musician, and then your music in general, which is why I think a lot of people resonate with it really well, is there's a certain level of authenticity that's coming through. Now, is it uh, blown up a little bit and turned up to 11? Uh, yes, maybe. I don't know. You'd have to be the one to answer that. But still, there's a level of authenticity there. It That makes me so happy to have you say that. Because I think that's one thing with my music that's really important to me is mm -hmm. is being genuine and doing what I want to do, not trying to do it for other people. I'm not trying mm -hmm. to write for something that I think the fans are going to love. I write it because I love it and because it's a story I want to tell. And hopefully it resonates with other people and it's proven to so far. And I do think that it, just feeling like my art is very genuine to who I am as a human is a very important thing. And like you said, sure, do I wear tutus and sparkly bras when I go to the grocery store? You know, maybe sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> Most of the times it's sweatpants and flannel, you know? Yeah. But so so sure, there's a there's a brand and there's an an image that goes along with this whole thing. But what it really represents is do what the hell you want to do. I don't care how old you are. And mm -hmm. as long as that keeps coming through, both with the brand and with the music, then I think I've done my job as a songwriter and hopefully connecting with other people that feel the way I do about life. For sure, for sure. Now, oh, how, how would you define Trashiani? Is it straight rock? Because I pick up some like country influences in there as well. Or how, how do you kind of define Trashiani? I've gone through a lot of iterations on this question because mm -hmm. it's hard I mm -hmm. sort of in some ways uh talk about it as rock and roll with a country soul because it's it kind of got the songwriting aspect of country music where it's mm -hmm. story driven and you know that kind of thing with the lyrics but it's sort of put into a rock and roll package mm -hmm. um more recently somebody defined it as kind of rebel rock because mm -hmm. a lot of the storytelling aspect is about hey, be yourself, love yourself, do this, do that, whatever. You know, we talk about 
all kinds of things yeah. in the lyrics of these tunes. And uh, to your point, being sort of unapologetic about that. And so I think that it resonates with people who identify as kind of rebellious and outliers and people who don't subscribe to the societal norms um, that a lot of people try to put on them. And so I think that it is a little bit challenging to define us, but I think we are sort of rock and roll more than anything else mm -hmm. and some other stuff thrown in. And I agree with you. I think it's the way that I sing and the way that I write definitely have kind of a country flair to it. And mm -hmm. so those two things are a little bit smushed together. Sometimes yeah, we get, I, I won an, a, an award this year, uh, the 2023 uh, CMA of Texas Americana Artist of the Year. Mm -hmm. And so that is how some people, especially Texas world sort of define us is in the Americana genre because we're sort of a mix of things. Yeah, for sure. It, it's um, it's it's really cool because I've seen a lot of they, they I it's kind of there's a couple of Texas bands that are in a similar situation as you where they're very rock to their core, but they still have these like country influences, whether it's the songwriting, whether it's some of the instrumentation and how they kind of package themselves. But there's this really cool thing going on where they're they're merging two genres that are i don't want to say polar opposites but it doesn't sound like they should go together but they melt together perfectly like i it, love that it, it it's really cool and i really hope this like becomes a more normalized thing actually one of my buddies here in waco uh he has a band and they claim are they say that they're black dirt or texas black dirt i guess is what they're calling themselves that's um, cool and so it, it's just like really cool to see musicians challenging the norm so. i agree and i think that the internet and streaming platforms and all of the things have created this just open environment for people like me who probably never would have had a shot at getting my music out into the world had we not gone through this DIY revolution with music. And I think that that is exactly right, is what you're talking about with bands sort of pushing the envelope and mixing genres. I remember the first time I heard a country band that had a rap song, and I was like, this is interesting you know yeah. two genres that don't normally go together and now yeah. it's pretty commonplace to hear that you know sort of rap influence in in country music and so i just think it's so cool because you know at the end of the day it's all blues right <laughs> like it's yeah, just right? everything comes from there so yeah. it's uh I, I i think it's really cool that there are fewer boundaries it does make it really hard to figure out how to describe ourselves to new fans who mm -hmm. may be, you know, checking us out and wondering what kind of music we are or venues. What do you play? Well, <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you want us to say? So I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah. But I was going to say, but that, that, that just kind of opens up the door for you a little bit more. Like if you have that ability to mold yourself into certain, like certain genres where if it's like you need to play more of a mellow acoustic set i, I yep. saw that you had a show what was that last night that you did like an acoustic set yeah just did a solo songwriter showcase with some acoustic friends of mine and we had a stand-up bass and a couple of guitars and a fiddle and had a blast and i love because i have a whole bucket of music that belongs in that world mm -hmm. and we actually 
it's challenging even during rehearsal because we'll sit down and say, okay, how do we need to package this song? And maybe that song really does need that sort of folksy treatment. And yeah. it doesn't necessarily work very well when you're going to go play a punk rock club and everybody's you know sweaty hands and they are getting crazy and then all of a sudden you're like okay we're gonna take it down a notch you know bring out the fiddle and so it can be very cool if you do it right or it can mm -hmm. be weird and clunky and so what I try to do is just like you said pick the the right bucket of tunes for the for the venue if it's mm -hmm. a dance hall well let's play our country stuff and yeah. get everybody on the floor if it's a rock club let's play our rock and roll so sure. it's um I love it because it as a songwriter where that's the only thing I really know how to do mm -hmm. I can dabble on instruments but really I just surround myself with really good musicians um to make that part come alive but as a songwriter I love writing all over the place you know I've I've written a rap song for the next album and I've got some stripped down acoustic and some rock and roll and all the things so it's just really cool to be able to have outlets for all of that stuff mm -hmm. and like you said occasionally just pick up an acoustic guitar and sit down and play something really down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So I do want to talk about your new album here in just one second. But there's one question that I want to ask before we get there. As essentially a newer musician, but you started a little bit later in life, what keeps you going? What's your motivation? You know, it's, if I knew I could probably make a bajillion dollars selling that, right? <laughs> but I will tell you that I wake up every morning thinking about lyrics. It does not, without fail, I have to take weed gummies at night to make myself sleep through the night. Otherwise, I'm just up all night thinking about lyrics and music and how I can craft something cool. And so I don't know. I think when a person finds the thing that they were meant to do. And this sounds kind of woo woo, whatever. But I think that's its own motivation. If you find something that you love so much that you can't not do it, it's going to get you up every morning wanting to do it again. Because this is not an easy industry, as you know, you know, there are a 1000 closed doors to every open one. And there's a 1000 no's for every yes, and you have people shit on your art all day long. And yet you got to get up again and do it the next day. But if you love it enough, that part doesn't matter. I don't care that people don't like my music. I care that, that you know, I have these great fans that do, but the naysayers, who cares? My stuff's not going to be for everybody. Nobody's is, but that's not going to stop me from doing the thing I love. And so that's the motivation I think is just, this is something I can't not do. So it's easy. For sure. I 100% yeah. agree. Um, yeah. So you just uh, dropped a new album in back in May. W what's the story behind this? How long have you kind of been working on this album? Well, it's my first album, my first full album. So I had done that one chord song in the, during the pandemic. And then I had followed that up with a second release called Nuclear Meltdown that I was super proud of. And then went back and built with that team that helped me on Nuclear Meltdown, finish out the rest of the full album. And so it's probably been two years in the works, just getting, you know, from the time I started writing it to the time that it was actually released. And uh, I'm really proud of that album. So I think it came out, I think it came out great. And it's got a mix of hard rock stuff all the way down to very stripped down, a fiddle, acoustic, kind of creepy vibe stuff. Mm -hmm. It's got a mix of things. And I, I think that, the story behind this album is that 
like I said, I am, you're correct in saying that I'm sort of unapologetically me. And I wasn't sure when I started putting this thing together, should we be all over the place with this album? Or is it going to give people whiplash? Are they going to be like, oh God, fiddle and like Quentin Tarantino song. Okay. Big rock song. Okay. Song that makes me cry, whatever. And I decided that this is me as an artist. And so this is what you get. And um, when I started building my social media stuff, because I had never done social media, not with any level of business mind mm -hmm. prior to getting into music, because I hate it. I hate everything it represents. However, I knew I had to do it getting into music. So when I started this whole process, I started building up my Facebook stuff and my Instagram channel and whatever. And I got all these just awful comments because, you know, people are so judgy. Like the lady mm -hmm. who told me those clothes were too young for me. They're, those people are everywhere out there. And yep. it's very easy for them to say horrible, mean things from behind the anonymity of a computer screen. So I got all these mean comments. And at first it was, it was again, kind of heartbreaking. And then I decided, no, you know, no, no, no. So I started screenshotting all of the mean comments that people would say. And I ended up, when I got the album all together, I decided to put all of those comments on the back of the album as the album art. And then the front of the album is a big old glittery middle finger and the album is called Sticks and Stones. And so I'm very proud of where it ended up. And I, I didn't compromise and I didn't let those people get to me. I just embraced it all and spun it in the most positive way I possibly could figure out how to do with negative shitheads. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's where we ended up. So... I must say the album art is probably my favorite part of the whole, the whole package. Like, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's just like, okay, I like, I don't even have to listen to the music and I already understand what the album's about. I love that you said that. That makes me super happy. Cause yeah, that was one of those things that I was proud of to just, you know, stick it to the people who are mean out there because everybody goes through this. We all get horrible comments made to us for no reason whatsoever. And it does not need to be like that. I can't think of ever saying anything mean to anybody on social media. Why, why would you do that? So anyway, that's, uh, that's where that comes from. But yeah, I'm really proud of that album. It's released under Cleopatra records. I was just signed to their label at the end of this last year. And, um, and yeah, I just, I, it's a good one. I hope people go take a listen to it. Cause it's yeah. a, it's a fun, fun, fun rock album with some other stuff in there too. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun album. I've enjoyed listening to it and I'll continue to listen to it as uh until you release new music. So, um, but, uh, really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with me. It was an absolute blast. We'll have to sit down. I feel like there's a lot more to dive into here. So, uh, down the road we'll have to do a full-length podcast and uh have all that fun but uh for anybody that wants to check out your music interact with you on social any of that fun stuff where's the best place to find you so i have a website that's got links to everything at trashyannie.com and you can also follow our tour schedule through that site sign up for bands in town to find out when we're going to be playing we tour nationally so we'll be in your area at some point and then uh, we're on Spotify and all of the other stuff under Trashy Annie. The only one outlier is Instagram, and that's Trashy Annie Music. But otherwise, everything else is under Trashy Annie. That sucks when you have that one outlier. It's like you got everything just right, but there's that one where it's like, damn. And they're it. not even well. And they're not even using it. You know, I don't. I don't even know who has it. But the thing that I thought is well it might be better to have it say trashy any music anyway, because otherwise people are thinking it's, you know, who knows what they're thinking it yes. is. <laughs> so yeah. when they see trashy any music follows them, they don't immediately think it's a porn site. Right. So, right. so that's probably okay. Worked yeah, out for, for the best, I guess. 
<laughs> for sure, for sure. But I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us. And we'll be right back after this musical break.